Hello and welcome to this podcast from the BBC World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the BBC World Service are supported by advertising. World Football at Akon with John Bennett. Welcome to Abidjan. We are hours away from the Africa Cup of Nations final after what has been a wonderful tournament and what a special final we have in prospect. Ivory Coast, the host against Nigeria and our Africa Cup of Nations started a long time ago, didn't it, with our preview programme. One of the guests on that day was Sebastian Basson, former Cameroon, former Tottenham and Newcastle defender and he's back with us. It had to be you, Seb. Yeah, you have to. Be. As we preview the final, How yeah, are you? obviously I'm great, great. A bit tired, but I'm great. You know, it's been a, an amazing tournament. It's hot out there. I like that. You know, better than you. So <laughs> you I, can see I'm sweating a lot, <laughs> can't you? So I, I'm feeling good. You've, we, we were trying to count how many games you've done because you've been commentating for a, a TV station that broadcasts across Africa. You must have done close to 30 games live. Yeah, I've done quite a lot. And to be fair. I wasn't expecting to do that much, but apparently it's been all right. So, so yeah, I've done it. You know, I'm a performer, a high performer. You give me an objective, a target, and I get it done. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. So you're, you're the best person to ask. Is this the best possible final? Maybe not the best two teams. On paper, I don't actually think it's the best two squads. That's probably Senegal and Morocco. But for the neutral, the best possible final, the hosts against another of the, the giants? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great final in terms of, you know, following the host nation when you have the host nation being in the final it can only be a good final because the atmosphere is going to be amazing electric I think when teams get to the final regardless of what you think what we think it means they deserve it they're here they're here for a reason they had two different journeys but here they are so they better make the most of it yeah yeah the Ivory Coast journey has been it's been a roller coaster hasn't it so nearly going out in the group stage Last 16, they were minutes away from going out. They scored a late equaliser, beat Senegal on penalties. Gets Mali seconds from going out. They, they scored a late equaliser, went on to win with, with 10 men. But against Dior Congo, they played really well. Suddenly, are they looking like the team we expected them to be at the start of the tournament? Now that Sebastian Allaire is up front and Simon Adingra is starting as well, the, the Brighton winger. Uh, I would they were both injured, weren't they, before the tournament? They were both injured, but... For me, they, they've played. They've played against DR Congo. Their better game, the best game, but they weren't as good as we can expect them to be. So you think they could get even better? For me, they, yeah, there's a, a massive room for improvement. But are they going to reach that height? I don't think so, because the way they've been playing for the, throughout the whole tournament, I think it's been the way they were playing. They just they just managed to go through, and don't don't forget, like I think they're. That was their tournament in terms of, I don't know, the um, situation, the turnaround. They've been dead and buried for three days. Then, then they came back alive due to the fact that now there's 24 teams. Because the fact that there's 24 teams saved them. But I think it is what it is right now. Simon Jingra coming back to his form. Sebastian Allaire, I think he's getting there as well. But he's a focal point, focus point up front. They gave the, that gave them a leader different options, different options to go about that final. I think it's it's a good team. They're good, 
But it's not technically or tactically that they're going to do the difference. For me, regardless who you put on the team sheet, it's the atmosphere, it's the mindset that they have. They, they've been dead and buried, so they can't, they're not scared of anybody or anything. Let's get more on um, Simon Adingra now with one of your friends, Seb, that I've been catching up with, with uh, Johan Giroud, former Arsenal defender and Switzerland defender, but he has Ivorian roots. He was born here in Abidjan, so he's going to be at the final watching as a fan. And he used to play with Simon Adingra at a club in Norway, and he's become an almost mentor-type figure for him over the last few years. They, they, they speak regularly. And Johan's been telling me about how, how far Simon can go in his career and also how proud he is to see Ivory Coast in the final. The roots never actually go. They stay forever. And, uh, yeah, to be here as a fan and to see the, the guys doing it, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, I have a special connection with Simon Atingra that I played with in, in FC Nordjylland. And um, for the little story, when I was there, he had his hand broken and he was so devastated, you know. He, he, he just started playing for the first team. I remember speaking to him and I said, you know, young guy, you're too talented. You're going you're gonna to be a big, big star. And I just want for them, for him, for this country, them to win that cup. So you know Simon Adingra really well. I mean, and he's emerged as a real star of this team. How, how good is he? What sort of personality is he? Simon is the, you know what, is the typical young guy that wants to learn. For him, it was never a question of how, you know, if he was, was going to make it. It was just to give him the, the platform to do it. It's hard to put a limit on what he can do, but for me, he's one of those that can easily play in the next few years for, for City or Arsenal or, or those kind of teams because uh, he's such talented and he has well, a great, great personality. The guy works, he wants to be better every day. He's, uh, he's a very down-to-earth guy. So, no, no, great, great personality. Could he be the star in the final? I hope so. I hope so, but the thing is, we should not forget that he arrived here injured, huh? For where he's coming from with that injury, you know, he had a, a fine injury, is already a good, good thing that, he, that he's doing. Can he be the star in the final if his fitness allows him to be? I'm sure he will be. And finally, your WhatsApp him, I guess, before the final. What are you going to say to, to, to Simon Adingra before the final? Just, just good luck. Just good luck. Yeah, I have nothing more to say. You know, the guy <laughs> knows, his, knows the things about his business. I would just... Just to wish him good luck. I have his shirt. He gave him his shirt yesterday, so I'll make sure I wear that. But uh, no, no, just, just for him to, to win. And imagine, that's his first ever Cup of African of Nations. And for him to win it would be, would be one for the history book. That is Johan Giroud talking about Simon Adingra, the uh, young Ivory Coast star. He used to play with uh, Johan at a club in Norway. Let's move it on. Sebastian Bassong to talk about Nigeria. Defensive perspective, you must have been really impressed. That back three of Trustekong, Semi Ajayi, Calvin Bassi, only conceded two goals and only one from open play. That, that is impressive in a tournament, isn't it? You, you always tell me defences win tournaments. Yeah, you? attacking attackers and attacks win games and defence win tournament. And that Nigerian defence has been solid, has been honestly performing ever so well. But I'm not even surprised, you know, those three players playing in the UK, they're playing, they're playing the, so they know how, you know, how to form a really tight defence. But it, I think they're starting on the front foot. When you have a momentum, when you, you feel each other, you have that kind of bond with one another, with a, a captain like Trostekong, which is a leader, which is a very calm personality, very reliable, and Calvin Basig, which is for me, the defender of the tournament with Chancellor Bemba, I mean, he's having such, such a great tournament. You know, and the, 
the defense of a free player that give them you know freedom to go higher the pitch i mean it's just it just clicked so i've been really impressed and i think that's that's their strength people and you might even be willing to talk about victor rosiman which is which is normal but that defense for me is just what they what allow them to be in the final You've been a bit upset because my predictions have actually been better than yours at this tournament. But no, 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 but no, it hasn't. <laughs> no, it hasn't. You t- your dark horse is out the same way my dark horse is out. It's, it's the, the outcome that, that matters. Yours, <laughs> yours, yours were knocked out before. But I also did say that I didn't rate the Nigeria coach, and he's completely proved me wrong. So that's a prediction I got horrendously wrong. How much credit should we give Jose Pissiero for, for his organisation of this defence, or is it more down to the actual defenders in, in the team? The, the funny thing in football is Jose Pissero was getting so much stick before the competition. From me. <laughs> from you and from a lot of people. And because people were, I don't know, looking closely to the qualification, the way they go through. But it's a two different competition. What, what was required to go through was not, is not what they have been using now. Because it's just, you know, the momentum. So Jose Pissero, at the same level that the player, deserve credit because we were doubting the maybe their defense we were talking about the attacking force which has been prolific but I think the coach has to get some credit because he's too strong and he kept his ideas he kept his mindset really focused so now he's only getting where he deserved but if you don't get the silverware if you don't get the final I think it's going to be a little bit sour at the end yeah, it's all about winning the trophy. Let's, let's get more on Nigeria. I've been speaking to uh, a Nigerian broadcaster, Oluwatoyin Ibatoye, who used to work in the backroom staff with the Nigerian team as the media officer for five years. So he knows these players really well. He knows the inner workings of the team. So he's been giving me an insight into w- what it's like behind the scenes in that Super Eagles squad. For this AFCON, they've evolved. Um, remember... We have had very poor start to the World Cup qualifiers at home to Lesotho. 1-1, one, one, we came from behind. Uh, away, I think, to Zimbabwe uh, in, uh, in Rwanda, that was where the game was played. Came from behind, played a, a one-all draw. And when, when you look at those games, you see a team of talented players who are looking for direction, who are looking for leadership, who are looking for someone to hold them together and push them along a particular path. And we've seen that here. Ekong wasn't part of those two games. Kenneth wasn't part of those two games. Musa was also not part of those two games. So they are here. And um, the first thing they did when they got to camp for the AFCON was to hold a meeting together, all the players, and to tell themselves, we have to fight. We have to give something extra than what we've been giving. Uh, and on the pitch... There's someone to lead them in that particular direction. And off the pitch, in the team set up, there's also somebody to speak to them along that particular direction. So I think that is what has been the difference between what we've seen before now and what we're seeing at this AFCON. You see, all of those players are beginning to show a, what we call Nigerian spirit. You see Basi, difficult to beat in one-on-one situations. He doesn't give up. He fights. He runs to the supporters. He charges them up. He's fired up. You see Semi Ajayi, the same thing at the back. One-on-one situations, he doesn't give up. He doesn't allow you. He pushes and charges and he wins those balls. Then you see Ola, I know, on the right side, as comfortably as he is on the left side. Then you see everybody's pushing. 
You see Onyeka. I mean, we, we are seeing Onyeka in a different light now from what we've used to see uh, before. He fights, he gives 100%, you know, Alex, he will be, everybody is fighting. Lookman, you know, Simon. So it's now become like a team of fighters, a team that is pushing together, pulling together, working together and trying to achieve a common goal. So that's the difference we've, we've seen with this, with this um, our squad. Really interesting. Finally, take us onto the bus and in the dressing room before the game. Is, is there singing? In, in, yeah, the there's still singing. There's still a lot of singing. It's the Nigerian thing. You charge up your spirit. I mean, that's what it does. You charge up your spirit. You sing. You fire yourself up. Um, and those songs are, are spiritual songs. They are very spiritual. They're calling for God to help you. You are charging yourself. You are telling yourself, guys, we are going out there onto the pitch to get something done. We won't leave until we get it done. You know, those kind of songs. And then you sing, you charge yourself, and then you, you, you get onto the pitch. And the only thing on your mind is, let's get this off the ground. Referee, let's kick off this game. Let's get the result, and let's stamp our authority and leave. You know, that's the mentality. Just go there and do the job. Oluwatoyan Ibatoye there giving us a great insight into the inner workings of the Super Eagles team. So, Seb, how do you think this final is going to go? Are we going to have a late night? Is it going to go all the way to extra time penalties? Unfortunately for us, <laughs> I reckon we're going, to, we're going to have a very, very late night. But, you know, final, I think people are going to be really looking at each other to start with yeah. because you can't make no mistakes. And it's the team that's going to do the least mistake that's going to have the better chance to win. On the, fi- on the final day, you can't really think, you're going to think about tactic, you know, but it's all about the desire, it's all about the endurance of the mental strength endurance. How long can you maintain that focus? How long can you be fo- f- switched on? And uh, I think Ivory Coast got an advantage because of uh, the crowd, the situation, and as I said earlier, what they've been through. They're, they're, when you think about it, they've been through every possible situation. So they can't, there's nothing that they haven't faced. And they are home. So they must be thinking, this is our competition no matter what, because we've been dead and then we're there. So what can we be scared about? But on the other side, Nigeria has been, I've said, solid. You know, I think they have certainty, conviction about the way they play, what they can do. It's going to be interesting tactically to see who's going to break down first. Sebastian Vassong, always great to have your company. Thank you very much. For more content from World Football at AFCON, search for us on the BBC World Service website or on BBC Sounds. We've got a special with Colo Torre there, so have a listen to that. World Football at AFCON is a BBC Sport production from the BBC World Service.